Hello, and welcome to Community Voice. This is Thomas Lynn, COO of Console Your Community. Console Your Community brings together students at top universities across America and small businesses in their communities to work together, solve problems, and find inspiration through one another. All right, so this week on Community Voice, uh, we have actually the Emory team um, that consulted SheWill, and this is the curriculum kind of version of that. So there, it was one engagement, um, and they split it up you know, between two different teams, marketing and, and curriculum, and, and this one's curriculum. Um, so what SheWill is is um, you know, an education program after school um, for, for young girls all the way from, you know, elementary school throughout high school. Um, and it really, it's a really interesting kind of look into, um, you know, perspectives on education and, and, you know, what are the hard skills and teaching financial literacy. Um, and that's primarily what she will was created for to teach young women financial literacy. Um, but but this engagement really kind of digs us a little bit deeper and allows some of the student consultants on the team to um, you know immerse themselves in kind of what their eight year old or twelve year old selves um, would have wanted out of it and and it's really interesting to see the way that they um, kind of augment and and in many ways you know enhance what what that curriculum will cover. Um, and, and as always, thank you so much for those of you who have sent out emails um, and gotten in contact with us. Again, communityvoice at consultyourcommunity.org is how to get in touch with us. Um, also on Twitter, um, Facebook, LinkedIn. Um, you know, it, it's great when, when you subscribe on iTunes. Um, that's awesome. And, and yeah, tell your friends, tell other people who are avid podcasters about Community Voice. Uh, we love that. Um, and again, at, at the end of this episode, there will be a sneak peek, um, into next week's episode, uh, which is actually on a, um, art design and production, uh, fine art design and production, uh, company or small business and, and was done by our Georgia tech team. So, so that one's a really interesting look into kind of that arena and, and the business aspect of it. Awesome. Thank you. Hey, so we have the Emory team that was consulting She Will on, on Community Voice this week. Hey, guys, how are you all doing? Great. How are you? Awesome. Awesome. I'm doing, I'm doing very well. Um, guys, so before we get into this engagement, I, I, I want to have all of you briefly introduce yourselves. Um, you know, name, year, what you're studying. And then, and then one interesting fact about yourselves. Okay, I'll start. Um, my name is Maya Nair. I'm a junior at Emory University, and um, I'm studying finance and computer science. And an interesting fact is uh, my freshman year, I got to interview Academy Award-winning actor Eddie Redmayne over the phone for his movie. So I like to brag that I've interviewed an Academy Award-winning actor. <laughs> Okay, so uh, my name's Sanjay Velpon. I'm a junior studying 
uh, finance and marketing here at Goizueta. Uh, an interesting fact about me, technically I am a part owner of the Green Bay Packers because we bought one share <laughs> of a professional football team. Hi, I'm Millie Reyna. I'm a junior in the Goizueta Business School. I'm studying finance in the business school and math and political science in the college. Uh, an interesting fact about me is that I played Bridge, which is a card game that is usually associated with grandmothers uh, competitively on the U.S. national team for four years. Uh, my name is Anshuman Parikh. I am a junior at Emory studying applied math and finance in the business school. Um, an interesting fact about myself is that I have broken my wrist twice within the same year and still managed to play on my tennis team both years, which was an interesting experience. <laughs> My name is Natalie Lewis. I'm a junior in the business school studying marketing and strategy and management consulting. And a fun fact is a couple months ago, I high-fived Dwight Howard. <laughs> Hi, my name is Julie Chen. Um, I'm a junior in the business school, I'm concentrating in consulting and information systems and operations management, um, which is ISOM. And a fun fact about me is that my dad and I share the same birthday. Awesome. Awesome. I, some of your fun facts, um, were, were generally positive. Anshuman kind of brought it in a little bit of <laughs> a dark direction by telling us how bad his tennis team was. The fact that he couldn't, he couldn't like lift the racket and was still competitive. Um, but yeah, no, I, I love the, the Eddie Redmayne one. That's, that's great. Um, and then, yeah, no, just Anshaman, like, what are you, what are you doing, man? Um, but we're going to dig right into this because this is a really interesting engagement. Uh, so I, I, I kind of want to get just a very, you know, you go as deep as you want, but in, in researching and looking at this engagement, um, one of the things I, I noticed that a lot of this seems to be, you know, getting created as as you guys are entering the situation. You know, it's almost like dough at that point. Nothing is kind of hardened. Um, so so what is the story behind She Will? Yeah. Okay. So uh, she uh, she will came to us through this army, uh, which is a. Uh, accelerator program run by the social enterprise at Guizueta here at Emory University, where they work with uh, entrepreneurs from historically underprivileged communities to lay the foundation in entrepreneurship and business. Uh, so Sheena, who is the uh, president and founder of uh, She Will, came to us saying that she wanted to uh, figure out a way where she could develop a curriculum for not just the summer where she was having the fall and the spring for about a 10 to 12 week period. When she came to us with the problem, we kind of had her understanding of what her curriculum was as a whole. And we realized that her curriculum was kind of focused on financial literacy and empowerment for young girls in the Metro Atlanta area. So they feel like they have the same, that they um, have the same opportunities as everyone else around uh, the state. I think that was kind of the direction we took the project and how the project was initially uh, given to us. Great, great. I, I, I like how, you know, it was probably someone's uh, ringtone, but it, it sounded like you had a great idea and, and it was almost like a, a light bulb going off. That was, that was great. Um, 
tell me, tell me about, you know, on a more kind of personal level, uh, you know, how was the first meeting with the founder? You know, what, what sort of preparation did the team do? Uh, and then, and then, and then how did it go? So that first meeting was actually really interesting. Uh, we walked in, you know, this is our first engagement. So we didn't really know what to expect and hadn't developed that much of a framework for how we were going to, you know, initialize a lot of these engagements. So we walked with sort of a vague understanding of what our problem was, because as Sandra said, you know, she told us that she had a problem with her curriculum. And she also told us that she had a problem with several other parts of her business. And we weren't really sure what exactly she wanted us to focus on, how we were even going to start working on this. So we walk in there really having no expectations. And she turns out to be this incredibly nice and sort of welcoming woman who really wanted some help doing something that we thought was just a great cause. And she started talking to us about all the initiatives she'd been doing, all the ideas she had. And it was sort of this giant mess of things that we had to puzzle through. And we ended up puzzling through for the next like three to four months of just figuring out, you know, how do you actually scope a problem? And so the way this meeting sort of went was in addition to her throwing out these ideas, we would just continuously ask her questions as to, you know, how exactly do you want us to help you with this? And I think that that was sort of the big barrier that we had to overcome and we did overcome and what made that project really special. Awesome. Awesome. And, and for the, for the rest of you, did the entire team, I mean, it's a big team on the line. Did, did all of you kind of um, not ambush, but did all of you kind of go there at that initial meeting or, or was it a few of you? I mean, for the rest of you, how was that experience? Uh, so it was initially just uh, me and Anshuman at the initial meeting, and I think I liked that, and she appreciated that because we didn't want to overwhelm her with her with the first meeting. Because I think uh, Ansh talked about it a little bit uh, before, but she came in with a packet of what her summer curriculum looked like and some flyers of what like how she advertised it, and that's basically all she had for us. And we had to figure out everything from that uh, moment. So really having two people or three people there just asking questions was enough um, for her to deal with and for her to be comfortable in that moment. Great. Yeah. Um, okay. So so you you got to this first meeting, you know, you, you kind of recognize after asking a million questions what's going on. And and then you figure out, you know, this is probably not gonna be an engagement where um, you know, the final deliverable is going to be a, a slideshow deck, right? This is going to be uh, more of a built out, you know, bread and butter curriculum. So, so after getting that sense and kind of understanding what the ask was, how did, how did all of you go about kind of game planning and, and, you know, assorting next steps? Like who, whose responsibility was it to do what? Um, and then, and then logistically, like how often did you guys meet, um, when you weren't high-fiving famous basketball players or interviewing actors? So initially we thought we could tackle all of it because she had her curriculum and the marketing aspect of her, um, her organization that she wanted to work on. Um, so initially we tried to work on it together, but thought it would be better if we had two separate teams. So this team in this room is the curriculum team. So basically the way her summer programs are set up was she had it for three different age groups. 
One was eight to 11, one was 12 to 15, and the other one was six. So what we did for our first initial kind of meeting, we asked her what to work on, and she said the 16 to 18. So we started uh, with that one and basically kind of laid out all of our ideas and researched all of that. And then for our midpoint meeting, completely presented that to her and asked for her feedback. And then once we came back to um, the, um, after that meeting towards the final presentation, we co completely built out the curriculum for that. So just to add one thing to what Maya said, um, you had mentioned that, uh, like how, how do we actually structure our meetings? So we ended up having these um, bi-weekly meetings where we would sort of have check-ins and each of us distributed what section of the curriculum we wanted to build. And the way, as Maya was talking about, her curriculum was structured was in sort of a 10-week program that they would implement over a semester. And so we each took on about two weeks of this curriculum to really go deeper into and to fully build it out. And the end product that we ended up with was sort of an entire course that you could give to you know, someone who had never looked at it before and they could still manage to um, teach this curriculum to a group of students. Yeah, so so I'm something I'm really fascinated by is right. You guys are are all college students, so you all have you know classes and courses, and and you've all been elementary school students. So you know, what was the research? Was it like, you know, Aunt Jemima, Were you like, what was ten year old Aunt struggling with, or like, you know, <laughs> what was I? What was what was really difficult in middle school, or you know, like. How how did you guys go about? Did you meet some of the potential students that would you know be involved in the pro? Like, how did how did the research process actually get executed? How did that happen? So we unfortunately didn't get to meet anyone who had gone through the program before, but we took an approach where we combined the curriculum that she had already built out and the structured age groups that she had created with our own research at looking at different financial literacy curriculums that other organizations have done and modified them. So for example, we decided to add an entrepreneurship section to the 15 to 17 age group because we thought that that was a really interesting idea that hadn't been brought up yet. And we also incorporated some things about college admissions process and turned it a little bit less into just about financial literacy and more about well-being and happiness um, with the help of Sheena because we kind of saw the program going in that direction. Something else I'd like to add is that we definitely took things from our own experiences like Anshuan definitely did think about what 10-year-old Anshuan was doing. I definitely thought about what I was thinking about when I was 12 and we created uh, for each week we would have activities based on just to keep them engaged because we do understand that our attention span when we were that young was very, very small. So we had um, like a budget game where basically you would get to um, like budget out your week or your month. Uh, and we had an investment game for our investment week where investment week where we would get a certain amount of money and we basically play a game with how much if we invest this much in a Roth IRA or if we spend this much each week what our money would amount to at the very end to just keep them engaged. That's great. I, I, I wish that I had played your budget game. Um, I'm, I'm still kind of learning that one. And then, <laughs> and then I also want to say, and um, people in the room will obviously know this, but people listening, 10-year-old um, Anjuman 
came into school every day in a suit and tie um, <laughs> and and just was the paramount overachiever, kind of sat in that corner desk closest to the teacher's desk, who was also good at, good enough at tennis to play with broken wrists. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I think that I think that one of the things that that I found uh, really compelling about this is that you guys were almost able to say, um, you know, what do I wish I had known kind of in that in that age group from a college perspective? Um, and, and you were almost able, it, it looked like from kind of reading through recommendations and, and changes that there was kind of a, a, a modernizing and updating aspect to it, but still trying to kind of keep what what was initially intended and i think what she had she had done and and worked on can you guys kind of talk a little bit about that that internal tension between an engagement and you know um client where where you know they they give you a product that they've obviously worked hard on and that they believe in and you're revising it and changing it while still trying to kind of maintain that that soul or that that core that made it theirs Um, so I think the really nice thing about this project was that Tina did give us a lot of say in how we wanted it to go. And so she did have the curriculum built out from before, but she really came to us with open arms and she said, I'm really looking for your help. You feel free to really do what you want with this. And of course, with the um, calls that we had with her and we met with her pretty frequently, we were able to tailor what she wanted to the product that we ended up giving to her. So it was really nice to have her backing us up and having her um, letting us really do what we want and what we thought would be best with the curriculum. Yeah, that's great. And then uh, another thing that I'm, I'm interested in, and you know, you guys talked a little bit about this in terms of how certain sections you, you added in um, kind of this, this investing Roth IRA and then, and then budget week and, and made it more almost like game oriented. So people didn't know that they were learning about, you know, balancing a budget. Uh, but, but can you all be more specific with final recommendations? So, you know, what were the, the changes and recommendations that you made both kind of, um, you know, strategically like why, and then like tactically, how did that fit into the, into the, um, uh, engagement and into the recommendation? So I guess, um, in terms of that, like the specific deliverables we had, I would say that there are about three main things just the curriculum team did. The first was we had sort of our overall slide deck, which on a very broad level walked her through how we wanted to split up the 10 weeks and what topics we wanted her to cover, along with sort of being the actual deck she could use in the presentation. The second deliverable was a much more in-depth walkthrough of for every week, here are the materials you need to buy, Here's the time allocation that you should spend in each of the classes over the different topics we want to cover. For example, in the investing week, we had, you know, here's how you like how much time you should spend explaining what a stock or a bond is. Here's the time you should spend explaining like, you know, how you should think about uh, putting your like savings into, you know, Roth IRAs versus whatever else. And uh, we went farther into all of that um, just so that we knew that she wouldn't have to worry about having to think about these weeks more than what we'd given her. Like we wanted to give her a very finalized product. And I think the way that both of these um, sort of fit in is sort of the third thing we gave her, which is the entire marketing side of this, is we use that marketing side to sort of um, project the program that we had built 
and explain to her how she was going to go take that program and give it to her target audiences, which I think was really the, the sort of end or like final piece of the engagement that made it all work together. Awesome. Awesome. And, and one thing I can't help it, but asking as you guys, you know, worked on kind of creating and structuring a curriculum, um, were any of you ever tempted to just be like, I'm taking this class right now and, and they could do this so much better. Or did you guys kind of use your, your college experience to inform this at all? Or, or did you learn anything about maybe what, what the best methods of, of teaching and for instance, like kind of the hands-on aspect of actually seeing an investment appreciate or accrue value? Um, did, did any of that kind of come into play for you? Uh, you know, in classes or how you go about working or, or studying? So um, <clears throat> I, d- I recently took a class or that semester when we were working on the project, we, I took corporate finance and that definitely helped uh, help me and Anshman and Sanjay a lot with building out the very financy parts of the curriculum. So the investment um, week, the budgeting week also was like very uh influenced by our corporate finance class just because I honestly didn't know what a Roth IRA was before we had to make this curriculum and before I took that class. And I think that having that class um, backing us and having a strategic management class, which teaches us how to like really uh, convey our ideas in a business format and your PowerPoint skills, uh, working in teams and strategic management class. I think all those parts of the business curriculum and an interdisciplinary curriculum help you uh, not only create the curriculum uh, aesthetically and uh, content-wise, but also communicate it to Sheena or your client. And I also think, I know for just from a personal level, um, you know, I I understood how why financial literacy as a whole was really important growing up, um, but I didn't realize how much of an impact it could actually make on an individual until after I did this project. I know. For me, I didn't have that financial literacy growing up in high, like growing up through high school and middle school. And after going through this, I even like told my sister who's in high school now, like, hey, these are some things that you should be looking at right now, even as a high school student, just so that you can learn about them and you understand what they are when you enter college. Because these are real world things that people are dealing with. And I don't think I didn't realize how important it was until going through this engagement. Another thing that I would add is that although we did have a lot of very financial based stuff, we, she now made sure that she wanted to make it very holistic. And so we tried to focus on stuff kind of outside the classroom as well, whether that was living well on a budget or how to apply to a college or how to apply for a scholarship. So from those, we kind of just based that off of our own intuition and what we learned and how we failed and succeeded in that sense. So that was more through our own experiences as well. So like even going through um, recruiting last semester or like learning how to network and reach out, that definitely um, also kind of played a role in our curriculum. So we had a section on um, sort of like how to interview, how to apply for jobs. And I think um, just even like being in the business school and like having gone through recruiting ourselves and like learning how to reach out to different companies like that, that definitely shaped how we um, sort of build that curriculum for these high school students. Yeah. I I feel like um, something I actually want to learn a little bit more about is 
is almost like the emotional um intelligence aspect of this um and and i i think what would be most interesting is you know if if the people who kind of worked on adding those more holistic aspects to this course um which i really think is something that's missing from education in in general um if if the people who worked on that could kind of talk about some of the key themes or key things they touched upon and and what that advice was yeah so we definitely tried to incorporate more of a holistic um theme to the curriculum especially for because we focus on 15 to 17 age group and that's a really hard time and we thought that you know it needed to go beyond just financial literacy so we talked a lot about wellness and having a good self-image and self-care and how to um, just take care of yourself and respect yourself because we think that those are sometimes lessons that are not taught in the classroom they're not taught um, sometimes by your parents and we thought that through this curriculum we had the opportunity to teach these lessons and so we definitely incorporated a few of the sessions um, talking about how to um, stay healthy and maintain wellness on a budget and how to um, have a and how to stay active on a budget. You know, you don't need a gym membership to stay fit. How can you stay fit through, you know, body weight exercises and watching a YouTube video instead of, you know, paying for a personal training program out of She Will. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, that's that's great. Uh Cool. So, so one thing I I want. By the way, I, I have to bring up that um, when when someone admitted that they didn't know what a Roth IRA was, and I know I'm picking on Anshuman a lot, but but I bet he had to help hold back like a massive gasp. I was, I was really expecting a, <gasps> uh, but, but it it never came. So. Um, but he, he's Anshuman for everyone listening. Anshuman is a very hard worker. He's a great guy. Uh, so, for each of you, um, this is obviously an engagement that um, I think required a lot of introspection, as well as you know what what our engagements generally do, which is going out, researching, figuring out what's the most efficient and best way in the time allotted to help this client. Uh, at the end of this engagement, you know, what did you all find to be the most fulfilling part of it in terms of, you know, both working with the the client and then and then also um, in terms of you know what you were doing? I guess I'll start off. Uh, I really loved not only the cause but who we were working with. So I think that uh, financial literacy for girls is really really important not only because uh, it helps you plan for college, and I think that education is one of the only ways to get out of um, an underprivileged situation, but once you're even in college, uh, planning for the future and setting yourself up for success so that even on a rainy day, you'll have something to like keep you alive or like not let you go under. I think that's very important, and it's something that I didn't really focus on because I was so privileged in high school. And um, so I guess, yeah, that, I think that was the most fulfilling part. And I think especially after the engagement, uh, I didn't really I didn't really think about it when we finished because we had finals week. But a couple weeks later, I was just looking through what we had done this semester. And I thought, like, if even if only five or 10 or 15 people go through the program, the amount 
of like the difference it would make in their lives by just knowing how to budget for uh, just the wellness parts of the week too. I wish I had had that at some point. Yes. Um, from my perspective, uh, the thing that sort of sums it all up for me and the impact that I got is whenever someone asks me about consult your community and the work we do, we've started or finished eight different projects here at Emory. And this is still the engagement that I always start talking about because it's by far the one I'm most proud of. And I think it's because not only of, you know, as Millie said, the people we were working with, the impact we were able to make and sort of the, the way you can feel like you're doing business work for such a good cause. I think it all sort of molds together into um, a reason that I can feel sort of proud of what I've been able to do. And I think on top of that, it's something that even after this engagement, I've continued to think about, especially in terms of financial literacy. Like now I go back and I'm like talking to my parents about how they're thinking about investing their money. And this is on like an older person's level. And I still think about how much they could have been helped and how anybody, all of us could have been helped by just understanding this stuff, understanding how to be healthy, how to invest money, how to you know think about creating a budget and how that's just so vital and important. I think it's really a great cause that she's she's sort of started. Yeah, I definitely want to echo what they said. The cause is just um, incredible and education and women's empowerment are two of my biggest passions. And so I really could not have been a bigger, like a better project for me to be on, but I think we were really able to make a, a great impact. And one of the best things about it was just how happy Sheena was when we were done with the project. She actually got um, kind of emotional, which was just so sweet. Um, she was so thankful for the work that we did and the impact that we were going to make on all of these young girls. And so it was just a really exciting project to be on for the start of our CYC career. Um, yeah, I mean, like everyone else has said, it was, I think, super fulfilling overall. Um, the curriculum that we came up with was just super holistic. So from the financial aspect all the way to like the wellness, um, even to like the whole networking, a lot of that stuff, I feel like um, like some of it you can figure out yourself, but a lot of it is kind of like advice that you wish you had known. Um, so I think at the final presentation, just looking through everything we had done and seeing her reaction um, just really made me so proud of what we had done and like made me feel really fulfilled about um, sort of what we were able to present in the end. Yeah, so just to kind of echo what Natalie and Millie said, um, one of my biggest passions is female empowerment and trying to make a noticeable difference in people's lives. And knowing that Sheena helps out girls in Atlanta who might not necessarily have the same privileges that we've had, it just makes, I mean, the the engagement was last semester, so we haven't seen her roll it out just yet, but I am so excited to see the noticeable difference it'll make in these girls' lives and the fact that they can, you know, succeed even from a little tidbit of information we were able to give them. So I think that was the biggest thing for me. Yeah, I 100% agree with what everyone said. I think another eye-opening thing for all of us was um, being at Emory, being a college student, we don't really have the opportunity to interact with a lot of entrepreneurs and small, like people who started small businesses. And Sheena really opened our eyes to like how much work and how much passion goes into starting like your own business and your, especially a nonprofit such as uh, hers. And it, it kind of, I've always been extremely, uh, like I've, I have a tremendous amount of respect for people who start their own business. And that just increased tenfold after working with Sheena about how much passion, how much work that goes into everything that she does for she will.
for for kind of a less less fun um task but uh you know if if there had been a part of the engagement um that you guys felt you could have done differently or some advice for future um I was gonna call them Emorians, but I, I don't even know what you would call Emory student. Like, I, I I need to come up with something better. But future Emory CYC students, or just generally CYC students, you know, across the country. Um, if there's pieces of advice that you kind of learned and, and said, you know, if only we had known this, we would have done this differently. Um, if you guys could share some of those, that would be great. I think. Um... One thing that every single one of us said immediately following this engagement was for every engagement we do from here on, we are going to spend one week and just scope the project as well as we possibly can. Because if you start and you're like, we're going to work on curriculum, marketing, like some other business strategy, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, it becomes impossible to focus on anything and you end up getting nowhere. And that's where we found ourselves for the first couple of months of this engagement, actually. And from there, going forward, we've developed an extremely rigorous process by which we scope our engagements with the clients and on our end. And I think that that's, that's been an incredibly helpful thing as far as CYC goes from that. Awesome. Awesome. So um, really, really excited to have uh, you know, what is a really fantastic story um, and, and a great team, obviously, around it. Um, on community voice. So, so guys, you know, thanks everyone for jumping on and, um, you know, not to say that I will definitely do this, but, uh, Millie who helped co-found, uh, the chapter, but before she speaks, we, we may play a Millie just to kind of introduce what she's about to say little Wayne song every single time. Uh, <laughs> but, but no promises. So, so guys, it was it was great having you on and um and you know have a have a fantastic day. Thank you. And as usual, a taste of the next community voice. We're gonna be staying in Atlanta, but this time with our Georgia Tech team. They actually consulted the Delju Art Group. So the next episode is an interesting combination of fine art, creativity and a bunch of industrial engineers trying to figure out what is going on. I was pleasantly surprised to see like how many different things went into the making of the art itself um, and how much thought and materials and everything went into a single frame. Uh, and just like Ryan said, when we were there for our original tour, we we're kind of getting the idea. So this is where frame is created and this is where the art goes. And they're like, well, yes, but also when we were there, someone had a jersey that they were trying to figure out how to make into a frame and someone had like a hat from the 1600s that they were trying to figure out how they're going to mount in a frame. Um, so there's all these interesting one-offs that kind of happen throughout the process that kind of uh, you have to think about from an optimization standpoint, but we're also super cool um, when you're in there thinking about all the different things that can be uh, go into it. Thank you for listening to Community Voice. If you wish to support Consult Your Community, then please go to the How You Help tab on our website at consultyourcommunity.org.